Not everyone has a chance to study at Harvard and Princeton and then go on to learn from a career at McKinsey and Company, Beachbody Fitness, Palm Wonderful, and Fiji Water before launching their own product. But today's guest did exactly that. And he shares learnings from every step along his career that you can implement in your business to grow faster and to run your business in a more efficient way. Are you looking for new ways to make your sales grow? You've tried other podcasts, but they don't seem to know. Harvest the growth potential of your product or service as we share stories and strategies that'll make your competitors nervous. Now, here's the host of the Harvest Growth Podcast, John LeClaire. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm really excited to have on the show with us, Mark Washington. He's got an impressive track record of a lot of successes over the years, and we'll dive into some of those as we go through this interview. But I want to start off by focusing on his most recent success and really cool line of products called Supergut. I'm going to let him really describe it and talk more about it, but it's an amazing product or line of products. And again, we'll get into more of his history as well. But first of all, Mark, I want to welcome you to the show. Thanks so much. I appreciate you having me, John. I look forward to it. So what is Supergut? How does it work? Yeah. So at the at the highest level, uh, we are all about gut health nutrition uh, that, you know, we say changes your gut, um, but for more than just digestion, actually for better overall health, healthier appetite control and weight management, better blood sugar. It's really affecting that foundation for health, which we know now really is uh, really is your gut. Um, and we focus on prebiotic superfoods for gut health, right? And that's something I always explain to folks because a lot of people have been hearing more about gut health and here it's important, but most people's mind goes towards probiotics, right? When you think about gut health, they've been around for a long time uh, and probiotics are supposed to be like adding additional good bugs to your gut. We focus on the other side, actually the part that you need a lot more of and more important for gut health are prebiotics, which is the food for a healthy gut, like what your microbes need to proliferate, to be healthy. Frankly, probiotics need prebiotics, right? To be, you know, healthy and to do their job. And that's what we focus on is creating superfoods that are really highly functional prebiotic superfoods, um, but that it's also really enjoyable uh, foods as well. And I know there's a lot of long-term benefits with prebiotics. Do you mm -hmm. do experience or your customers experience short-term as well? Do you feel different when you're taking some? Yeah. yeah, very, really, really good question. We actually try to be pretty explicit about what you suspect over time, right? And the kind of things that you can feel right away, it's really a couple of things. One uh, is like this appetite suppression, like this very natural way of feeling fuller longer. And there's like, there's this, this, this prebiotic effect. One is like prebiotics are largely come from high fiber plant foods and they're very slowly digested by you. So slowing down the digestion actually makes you feel fuller longer, but the prebiotics actually tap into, we call it like the second meal because they are actually feeding the good bugs in your gut. And those good bugs tap into mechanisms in your body that, you know, include insulin sensitivity and appetite control called GLP-1, like the same thing that some of these breakthrough drugs are like Ozempic, et cetera. We're actually tapping into that same 
appetite control mechanism, but doing it naturally, right? And so that's like the first thing that you feel is that you just feel satisfied. Like you don't have the same cravings, the, hung, the, the hunger noises in your head are a lot quieter when you have our products. So that's the first thing. Uh, and then the second thing is like, this is, you know, gut health. And the first way you typically experience it is digestion, right? It actually does regulate your digestive system, which is a really, really good thing, right? Just to keep you regular and going. If you're not going enough, you're constipated, gets you more regular. If you're going too often, you're dealing with diarrhea and bloating, it actually calms those down at will. So those are the kind of things that you can feel pretty much right away when you get started. And then there's other benefits that accrue over time when you can a consistent habit, you know, uh, with uh, with Super Gut and our products. You've been in the health and wellness space for a long time. Again, we'll get into your mm -hmm. background a little bit later, but uh, how did you originally come up with this idea? What made you have this passion to launch the Super Gut line of products? Yeah, a really good question. Uh, so like you mentioned, I've been in this space forever. It's what I love is helping people live healthier lives. And But I felt there was another level that we could get to. Although I love this overarching space of better for you, like health and wellness and food and beverage and supplements. I was like, at the end of the day, if you look at our public health, it's getting worse. And so we're not really solving it despite advancements in food and technology and science and medicine, right? So I was like, I think there's a better way. And I think, you know, we can do it the more science-based approach. And what really inspired me to start this company, it actually goes back to a personal story. Imagine you talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of times there is a personal aspect and I'm, you know, no different in that regard. And for me, it was my sister, Monica, who struggled with their health. Uh, so she was clinically obese and lived with diabetes and, and some other health issues throughout her adult life. And um, she tragically passed away far too young uh, due to complications with her health and a high-risk pregnancy. Um, and that really you know, shook me to my core that this could happen in this day and age to my own sister. And that lit a fire in me over time. And it, it came to really um, acknowledge, I think, my purpose. You know, why I'm here is to... It, fundamentally help people be in better control of their health, but doing it in a very accessible way with products that you actually enjoy, things that I believe Monica would have really enjoyed and appreciated and could have potentially changed her trajectory. And I do literally as an homage to her legacy, created Supergut to help others sort of regain better control of their health. And, you know, with this functional foods that happen to be based on this really leading edge science of, uh, of the gut microbiome. Well, sorry to hear about your the loss of your sister, of course. Right, but what what a that, what a great way to honor her, though, and in, in her legacy yeah. of of helping others, you know, in, in health and wellness spaces, right, to improve their lives and and uh, really, like you said, live on her legacy for thank you many for years to come. Of course. Yeah, thank you for that. It's a way to bring some light into you know such a such a dark you know situation. Uh, it definitely is an uplifting turn uh, to honor her legacy that way. Absolutely. So I want to dive into your, your background a little bit before Supergut. So okay. you, if you rewind just a little bit, you've been with some amazing businesses over the years from Palm and Fiji and Beachbody and, and several others. What do you find is, is a big difference of running those businesses mm -hmm. for somebody else and right. still being in charge of it, right? How is it different today now running your own brand completely? Yeah, it's really interesting because, as you mentioned, I spent most of my career as an executive in the space, but typically as the right hand to the entrepreneur. So I've been in entrepreneurial environments, um, but always as the right hand, right? And then typically at larger scale. And so I had kind of front row seats as to how this works, how to build a successful entrepreneurial business with very successful folks over, over time. and felt like I had a pretty good read, right, of what it was like being an entrepreneur. So while I was in the environment, like starting a company, and building this thing from scratch and actually being in the seat 
is fundamentally different, right? Relative, it is an entirely different level that it's, you can only, you can get some of it through observation, but actually being in the arena, being in that seat, you know, feeling sometimes the weight of the world on you as the entrepreneur, it is quite different. And that's after a career of working in entrepreneurial environments. And it still hit me. I was like, whoa, this is different. Like this is another level of commitment. This is another level, not just of, you know, working long hours. I'd say the emotional you know, uh, aspect of it, both the highs and the lows all hit different as the entrepreneur, the one that you feel like you're responsible for holding this together and, you know, making this business something you've got investors that you feel accountable for. We've got a team of folks that have, you know, jumped into this early high risk, you know, uh, venture with me that you feel responsible for. So it's, it's a, it's a heavy weight, right. And, and the highs feel higher than I'd say any high that I've ever felt throughout my career. It just feels so personal. It's like your baby. But the lows also hurt more, right, than any lows that you've ever experienced. So I always tell people, like, this is an amazing uh, uh, path and trajectory entrepreneurship is, but it's not for the faint of heart. So really be thoughtful uh, before just diving headfirst into the entrepreneurial game because it's not it's not for everybody. I am inspired and there's nothing that I've enjoyed more throughout my pro professional career, but it is definitely not an easy path being in the, the seat as the entrepreneur. I love how you described it as that the emotional connection to the business. And I would say something similar. As I looked at our backgrounds, we're fairly similar trajectories, you know, going from mm -hmm. MBA on to working with owners of other businesses. So I, I worked at OxyClean, right? During the kind of yeah. heyday of OxyClean yeah. back in the Billy Mays days, as my audience knows, right? And learning from them, man, it was a great experience and what an inspiring place to be, but it is very different. And I think yeah. you put your your finger on it really. It's, it's the emotional connection where it's That's the higher highs, it. the lower lows. Yeah. 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 Great way That's to say that. You, That's where you feel it. <laughs> How would you say that it helped prepare you? So, you know, the emotions aside, I guess, but those mm -hmm. those great uh, launching pads, right, or learning opportunities, how did those experiences help you to now successfully run this business on your own? Yeah, there were a couple of different aspects that I really carried along with me. I would say one just, you know, in general, being in an entrepreneurial environment was very, very beneficial, especially in the space of health and wellness. So I saw a lot of business tools, a lot of judgment, decision making, you know, with risk that entrepreneurs made on a day in, day out basis. And I observed them and how they take in information to make decisions and to make decisions fast. Right. Another thing that I saw is how, especially in the space of health and wellness, how it's not just creating a product, but it's actually if you're going to be successful, you you have to actually motivate people to try the product and to create habits, right? And habit change can be one of the hardest things uh, to do. So it's all just effective ways to connect with consumers, to get them to try your product and to use it and, you know, create a community and a habit around it. Like those are some really foundational aspects and element that I built into, into my company as well. Um, I'd say a couple other things that I, that I noted in an entrepreneurship environment is um, the speed at which you make decisions is incredibly important. And many times more important than the accuracy of the decisions that you have to make, right? I mean, it really is important to make decisions and to iterate and to move on, right? This, this bias towards action, right? And I saw it and I thought like, oh, okay, I can move pretty fast. But being in this seat, like it's actually taken it to another level, like really having to make decisions in a situation where I traditionally would be very thoughtful about like, let's look at some consumer research and let's kind of look at this from three different angles and so on and so forth. As an entrepreneur, like you really have to be prepared to make decisions under uncertainty. I saw that so many environment, but being in the seat, I see it much more, more so than then. Uh, and then finally, I would say kind of understanding 
um, from those experiences before, you know, the fact that if, as much as I feel like I bring to the table, um, understanding inherently the value of team, right? And surrounding yourself with really high caliber, uh, talented individuals who kind of share your motivation, that build a culture and build this aspiration to, to do better in the world and having that aligned incentives. I saw that right in those environments. And so that was sort of fundamentally built in me. So it wasn't like, you know, a, a first time entrepreneur where I'm just going to have a great product and go against it. Maybe some people will join me. I was like, no, 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 let's be really, really thoughtful. I really need to bring, surround myself with some very, very talented folks that share in this vision or if we're going to, you know, conquer this very ambitious mission that we have. So we've got like some real experts like PhDs, food scientists, doctors, some real brand experts, some operation experts, some folks that have actually had some really, really relevant experience in their functional areas together, you know, at a, at a startup at a, at a level at which you typically don't necessarily see in like a brand new early stage startup, but just having that inherent understanding of the value of team and experience was sort of something that i've i've learned over the over the years yeah well said so you know our audience i know can can really tell your intellectual horsepower just by the way you're describing and helping us understand how to be successful in our businesses as well i want to take that a little bit further let's rewind a little further in your in your background to mm -hmm. your mba from harvard which is you know, it's a pretty good school. I must say it's, it's, it's <laughs> not, not a bad, bad MBA program to get, <laughs> not bad. Not bad. but, but also after that, you know, going to work at McKinsey and company, and that's a name where you know everyone recognizes the value of a, of a Harvard MBA McKinsey and company. It, it depends what circles you run in, I guess, right? right? If, right exactly. if you've heard of it, they're behind the successes of, of most big businesses across the country, maybe the world. Mm -hmm. uh, certainly it's a, it's a very prestigious prestigious consulting firm to go to after That's any right. of the top 10, top 10 uh, MBA programs. So, you know, many of my, I went to Chicago and many of my colleagues went yeah. there as well. And it was, yeah, for sure. it was a dream for many, a, a great place to learn. If you could go back and it's probably hard to do in a short interview, but for those who maybe don't have the advantage or, mm -hmm. or can't rewind their, their own careers back to that time early in your career from Harvard and McKinsey, are there some learnings that, that started in that environment, either of those, yeah, that really helped to propel you forward. Yeah, no, I would say so. Like, so for me, it was the absolute perfect career choice at the perfect stage in my life and in my professional career. Like I knew, you know, coming from more of an engineering operations background, I knew I loved to solve problems, but I didn't know what direction, how I wanted to apply that. So for me, the consulting environment was a perfect uh, environment for me to apply sort of that skill set that I had, hone it, right, in problem solving, but to try it out in different contexts, in different environments, different industries, different types of problems. And so it was really, really perfect for me early stage in, in my career. And so it really did hone in on problem solving. It also honed in on an impact orientation. It's actually one of the areas I felt we did a good job at McKinsey, but something that I knew I wasn't a career consultant because I just had this orientation towards, I don't just want to, you know, create a great idea, right? But I, I'm really, really interested in impact, right? And so it started wiring my mindset towards, you know, how can we deliver this in a way that's going to show up at the end of the day, right? And so I got to hone and practice that a little bit in consulting, but it was always like a barrier because at the end of the day, like, like for better or for worse, right? As a consultant, you hand that off, whatever good work that you do to the client for actual implementation. And so that's actually something that I learned about myself was like, listen, I love the problem solving, but I have such an impact to where that I want to carry this ball through, right? I want to help score the touchdown. I don't just want to draw up the play, right? And so it actually um, prepared me, you know, towards moving beyond consulting and into general management. 
right? I, I just knew that it was just inherent in me that I wanted to be in the arena, operating, rolling up the sleeves and yeah, doing some big problem solving and thinking, but actually, you know, executing, right? And delivering as well. So it kind of learned that about myself, that that was something that I, I knew I was going to, uh, going to aspire towards. That's a great way to describe that. Now let's fast forward back to today to kind of okay. bring this full circle <laughs> yeah. and talk about the success of your of your current business. Mm-hmm. What what worked? What would you say worked best in the early days of your business as you're just getting this off the ground from a marketing perspective to really help you grow? Yeah. So the very first thing it, it actually starts with the foundation of this company and how we differentiate ourselves. Like we didn't just want to do a better for you brand and just make a couple of claims, but we really built this business on a really, really strong foundation in science, right? In efficacy and in what I call functional foods that actually serve a purpose beyond just you know, filling you up or nourishing your body, it actually is changing outcomes in your health. And so that's what we've seen from the very outset. And we still see it today is like this emphasis around actual function, right? So this isn't just about making a claim. This is about how you're going to show up and feel differently and feel better. And we put ourselves to the test. We're like, you can and should expect to feel better. And so these are the kind of things with a consistent habit, right, with this product, which you can see and feel show up in your life. And we put ourselves out there because we know that the science is really profound. We know that our products really work. And so that's one thing that, you know, has really worked for us and it resonates is, and we see it all the time in customer feedback is, you know, I see claims sort of all the time. This is one of the first sort of wellness products that actually delivers on what you guys promised up front. I was like, that's the way for us. That's kind of how we're going to hopefully continue to stand out, you know, from the fray is by, you know, being clear about what this product can, you know, and will do for you. And then, you know, following up and actually delivering on that. So, so yeah, I'd say that's the piece of it that is just holds true is like we stand very, very firmly behind what our products can and will do for you and your health. And we've obviously got kind of the science and clinical studies and stuff behind it. And so we're taking that approach uh, to connect with uh, consumers. And how do you how do you share that story effectively with consumers? What, have you yeah. found methodologies that work best for them to hear and trust that information? Yeah, it, it's a good question. It actually varies depending on the consumer. I'd say one of the things that we've actually learned and we've actually adjusted over time is how to do that, how to affect, most effectively communicate that. I'd say in the early stages, we're a bit too in love with the science, I should say. Um, and so we're like, doesn't everybody love science as much as we? And so we're kind of leading with it. And what we found is as you know, we try to engage and impact so many more people, um, the average person cares about the science, but they care more about just themselves, right? And how they're going to feel. And so we've actually in, um, iterated to a, a much more approachable way to communicate our story and even the science behind what we're doing and try to be, you know, engaging, entertaining, value added, and kind of earn the right to then, okay, could we share a little bit about this prebiotic stuff, right? I mean, as opposed to leading with, you got to get prebiotic resistant starch in your diet for your gut microbiome, right? We, we kind of get there, but we got to earn the right to get there. And so we do that largely through content, right? And so we spend a lot of time and focus around creating engaging content that is just people are going to want to see. And not every single thing we do is going to be deeply educational. A lot of it is just kind of entertaining just to, to keep you around. But a fair amount of it is edutainment, I say, right? I mean, so again, engaging content, but that does have some, you know, maybe a bit of science behind it so that you can learn a little something while you're being engaged. And we do that across our social platforms. So obviously Instagram and TikTok and, you know, some of Facebook, some on Twitter, uh, we're also pretty active on podcasts. You know, what we found is that when you have 
more of a long form chance to tell your story and break it down, um, it, it can be a very effective way, um, you know, more so when you have a bit longer attention span relative to the couple of seconds, right, that somebody might have when they see a social post or an ad or, or frankly, even on your on your website. So those have been some of the main ways that we've done. We still are there, though, for anybody that does want to go deeper. Like if you come to our site, you can double click and pretty quickly get into some science where we could talk about like the clinical study that we've done or we can talk about kind of the gut microbiome and kind of fermentation and GLP-1. We go deep, but we don't make you have to go deep in order to kind of uh, access and engage with us as a, as a brand. But we're, we're there for anybody that does want to get into the get into the science. That's good. So basically meet the customer where they are, those that need the extra information. Great. You've got it. And those that don't start with fun interactions at the beginning that educate just enough to get them excited and interesting. I love that. That's a great way to describe that. Yeah. that's Is there anything, Mark, I didn't ask you that you think could be helpful for our audience? Yeah, I would say one thing that I'm, I'm really passionate about is um, just the way to to use. You've started to hear this term of food as medicine, right? And that there's real substance behind that. Like I'm, I, I like to describe that I'm not anti medicine. I'm just very pro nutrition. <laughs> I'm very pro uh, the fact that you have you know this, this amazing tool called the human body that could do amazing things if fed the right things. And, you know, I spent a lot of my time and attention focused on how can we create this functional foods that can actually um, do some of the same things that a lot of people will turn to medicine for, right? And so one of those examples is like this, uh, the Ozempic drug, which you see a lot out there, which is what, you know, these breakthrough drugs that are really, really effective at appetite control and weight loss, right? And there's breakthrough for a reason. There's a big reason for them. However, they do have some side effects. They are expensive. And there's, you know, again, your body is naturally inclined to do the kind of things that these drugs create. And, you know, for that one specifically, it literally is around prebiotics to get into your diet can help you naturally create, you know, some of those same you know, hormones that can help suppress your appetite, like GLP-1, et cetera. So this is like an example of, and there's others out there, even beyond what we're doing, but that are more natural nutrition-based ways that can, you know, help you stay in better control of your health. So that hopefully reduce your need to depend on, you know, medicine and the healthcare system to keep yourself in a, in a healthy state. So it's just a, a general thing that I'm enthusiastic about. Obviously it specifically relates to what we're doing at Supergut, but I think just broadly speaking, the more ways that you can find to stay in control of your health, I, I think it's like an empowering thing that I'm a big proponent of. Well said. Well, Mark, thanks again for the interview. This has been a lot of fun. For our audience, please go visit supergut.com to learn more about Mark and his amazing line of products. It's as always in the show notes. If you're driving, check out the show notes later on supergut.com. Thanks again, Mark. Cool. Thanks so much for having me, John. Also be sure to check out harvestgrowth.com to see other episodes we've recorded. And if you'd like to take a shortcut and learn the process that we've used to profitably launch and grow hundreds of products since 2007, download our secret sauce product marketing campaign cheat sheet at harvestgrowthsecretsauce.com. Or you can set up an appointment right from our website to speak directly with a member of the Harvest Growth team in a free one-on-one consultation. 